Blog Talk Radio. about asthma, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. 
But I'd like to let you know that next week, our 10th episode, and the episode 10 is going to be about bullying, and we'll try to talk a little bit about cyberbullying also. So that's next week, and that should be at 11.30 on Saturday. And like I said, you can um, check me out every Saturday at 11.30. Today's a special day and time. But every Saturday thereafter is going to be 11.30 to 12. And next week, we're going to talk about bullying. Um, I can be found on Facebook at Getting Healthy Today, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. So let's talk about asthma. Asthma, as a condition, is when your airways narrow and swell and produce extra mucus. Now, this can make breathing extremely difficult and trigger coughing, wheezing, and shortness of breath. But before I continue, I forgot to mention, like we said, this program is not to provide any medical advice, it's strictly education. Like we said in earlier episodes, this show helps listeners like you become better informed about various health issues. And my goal is to educate, motivate, and inspire all of, the, all of you that are listening to this program to become champions of life, health, and good health. So for some people who have asthma, it may be just a... Um, it may just seem like a minor nuisance, or for some others, it may be an ongoing problem and very difficult to deal with and can be a major issue. So it can affect major activities. It can impact people's ability to do sports, and people may have some life-threatening issues such as asthma attacks. Now, asthma can't be cured, as doctors said, but it has the symptoms can be controlled through different and various treatments. Because asthma often changes over time, it is important that you, the individual with asthma, work with your doctor to track your signs and symptoms and adjust treatment as needed. So to speak about the symptoms of asthma, asthma, the symptoms vary from person to person. So you may have infrequent asthma attacks and have symptoms only at certain times, such as when exercising or someone has mentioned that to be sports asthma or have symptoms all the time. So asthma signs and symptoms include the following, shortness of breath, chest tightness or pain, trouble sleeping caused by shortness of breath, coughing or wheezing, uh, and becomes a wheezing sound. Coughing is one of the common uh, traits, and it becomes worse over time in different situations. Signs that your asthma is probably worsening can include the following, Asthma signs and symptoms that are more frequent and bothersome. Increasing difficulty breathing, measurable with, a, with an increased flow, uh, and device that can check this for you will also tell you how your lungs are working. There are devices that, that can manage and, and see how this is working. The need to use a quick relief inhaler is most often used by most people. And exercise-induced asthma, as I've spoken before, um, can be worse when the air is cold and dry. Occupational asthma is triggered by the workplace irritants, such as chemical fumes, gases, or dust. Allergy-induced asthma that people may have is triggered by airborne substances, such as pollen, mold spurs, and Believe it or not, cockroach waste. <laughs> I know, isn't that interesting? So, now, the other issues are, what are the causes of asthma? Well, it is not clear why some people get asthma, 
and others don't. But it's probably due to a combination of environmental and genetic factors. Now, asthma triggers can have exposure to various irritants and substances that trigger allergies or allergens. And these can trigger signs and symptoms of asthma. So, asthma triggers are different from person to person and can include the following. Airborne substances such as pollen, dust mites, mold spores, pet dander, or particles of cockroach waste, believe it or not. Respiratory infections such as common colds, physical activity or exercise-induced asthma, as we spoke about, cold air, air pollutants and irritants such as smoke, certain medications which include beta blockers, aspirin, ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, IV, and others. Strong emotions and stress can put a person in this situation. Sulfites and preservatives added to some types of foods and beverages, including shrimp, beer, and wine. Gastroesophageal reflux disease, or GERD, is a condition in which the stomach acids back up into the throat. Now, some risk factors included uh, in asthma are the following. Having a blood relative, such as a parent or sibling, with asthma makes you prone to having more risk factors. Having another allergic condition, such as something called atopic dermatitis, or allergic rhinitis, or hay fever. Being overweight, being a smoker, exposure to secondhand smoke, exposure to exhaust fumes or other types of pollution, exposure to occupational triggers such as chemicals used in farming, hairdressing, and manufacturing. Some complications resulting as the reason for asthma are the following. Signs and symptoms that interfere with sleep, work, or recreational activities. Six days from work or school during asthma flare-up. Permanent narrowing of the bronchial tubes, airways remodeling that affect how well you can breathe. Emergency room visits and hospitalizations for severe asthma attacks. Side effects from long-term use of medications used to stabilize severe asthma. And proper treatment makes a big difference in preventing both short-term and long-term complications caused by asthma. Okay. So now, what I'd like to talk to you now about is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Very common disease for those who smoke uh, or have some other pulmonary issue. Uh, we're going to talk about that right now. So the symptoms of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease often appear until significant lung damage has occurred. And they usually worsen over time, particularly if smoking exposure continues. For chronic bronchitis, the main uh, symptom is a daily cough and mucus, or sputum as they call it, production, and at least three months in a year for two consecutive years. Other signs and symptoms of COPD may include the following. Shortness of breath, especially during physical activity, wheezing, chest tightness, having to clear your throat in the morning due to excess mucus in the lungs, having um, a chronic cough that may produce mucus, 
that may be clear, white, yellow, or greenish. Blueness of the lips or fingernail also can be an issue. Lack of energy, frequent respiratory infections, unintended weight, unintended weight loss in later stages, swelling of the ankles, feet, or legs. So people with COPD are also likely to experience episodes called exacerbations, during which their symptoms become worse than usual day-to-day variations and persist for at least several days. Now, the causes of COPD in developed countries is tobacco smoking. In in the developing world, COPD often occurs in people exposed to fumes from uh, burning fuels for cooking and heating in poorly ventilated homes. Only about 20 to 30% of chronic smokers may develop clinically apparent COPD, it is said. Although many smokers with long smoking histories may develop uh, reduced lung function, some smokers develop less common lung conditions. They may be misdiagnosed as having COPD until a more thorough evaluation is performed by a specialist or doctor. And that would be either pulmonologist or some other uh, person like a a primary care physician, for instance. Now, how can your lungs be affected? The air travels down the windpipe and into your lungs through two large tubes called bronchi inside your lungs. These tubes, many times, like the branches of a tree, into many smaller tubes called bronchioles, and that ends goes into clusters of tiny air sacs called alveoli. Alveoli, I forget how to say it, I'm sorry. The air sac has very little thin walls full of tiny blood vessels called capillaries. And the oxygen in the air that you breathe passes through these blood vessels and enters through your bloodstream. At the same time, carbon dioxide, a gas that is a waste product of metabolism, is exhaled. So your lungs rely on the natural elasticity of the bronchial tubes and the air uh, sacs to force air out of your body. And COPD causes them to lose their elasticity. Okay. So it is said that we have to be careful of those situations where we engage in a lot of smoking behavior or we're affected by things that cause risk factors. So we, we're saying exposure to tobacco smoke is a risk factor. People with asthma who smoke, occupational hazards that expose us to dust and other chemicals that we would inhale, uh, possibly if you're a bus driver, these are things you want to be careful of. Exposure to fumes through burning fuels, um, age, COP develops slowly over the years, and so most people are at least 40 years old when their symptoms begin, most experts say. Genetics, the uncommon genetics disorder, alpha-1, Anti-trypsin deficiency is the cause of some causes of COPD. Other genetic factors likely make certain smokers more susceptible to this disease. And, of course, the complications are respiratory infections, heart problems, lung cancer, depression, high blood pressure, and and lung arteries. These are all things that are what you would need to um, be aware of. So we're going to take a small break right now, hear this message, and when we come back, we're going to talk about pulmonary embolisms. Winning a championship takes hard work, dedication, and commitment. Professional and world-class athletes use AdvoCare products. Why? 
because they work. Scientifically formulated, independently tested, and proven to give us the results that we're looking for, to play at a championship level. Are you looking for results? Advocate. Use it. The pros do. Okay, you heard that from Drew Brees using Advocare products. I use Advocare products. I lost 50, almost 15 pounds on the 24-day challenge. If you want to know more information about that, feel free to reach me on Getting Healthy Today to learn more about the possibility of losing some weight with the Getting Healthy, uh, at Getting Healthy Today about the 24-day challenge. Right now we're talking, folks, about the pulmonary embolism condition, and that condition uh, is something that I know very well. Uh, I've had it twice. It's, uh, it's a very dangerous condition. Um, I did have it in two occasions. Um, I could have died from it because it is a, a blood clot in your lungs. And what I had twice was called bilateral pulmonary embolism, which is clotting of the two sides of your lungs. And when the clotting happens, you can't breathe. And then, of course, um, it could be fatal if it's not taken care of. So this is a very serious condition, um, and it's uh, definitely something – I know very well. So just to let you know, pulmonary embolism as a condition is a blockage in one or more of your pulmonary arteries in your lungs. In most cases, pulmonary embolism is caused by blood clots that travel to your lungs from the legs uh, and other parts of the body or can be called a deep vein thrombosis when there's a clot in one of your deep veins of your legs uh, and shoots up into your lungs from there. So because the clots block blood flow to the lungs can be life-threatening. However, prompt treatment greatly reduces the risk of death. So when I had my problem, we basically, the doctors had to basically put me on what's called heparin, and that's a blood thinner, and it uh, was done IV or intravenous in the hospital, and then I was able to, uh, over time, they were able to reduce my blood clots. Over time, they would ask me how I was feeling, if I still had difficulty breathing, and the more identification they had about my condition, they were able to treat me based on what I had told them. So that's how they knew, uh, and also through different tests. They did a MRI. They do different types of testing. They do a chest X-ray. Uh, what other things do they do? They do a chest X-ray, an ultrasound. They do blood tests, obviously. They do what's called a pulmonary angiogram uh, in some cases if necessary. Uh, they do a spiral CT scan. And those are all different types of exams that they would do to help the individual. Now, the symptoms of a pulmonary embolism can vary greatly depending on how much of your lung is involved. So in my case, uh, I had a tremendous amount of pressure on my chest and I could not breathe and I almost couldn't, I couldn't even talk. Mine was caused the first time by a, uh, I had my veins taken out and cauterized, and the the, the procedure had a uh, what's it called a side effect that caused me to have the embolism, and unfortunately the doctor that I was dealing with thought that I was just going under the anesthesia because they put me under anesthesia and they said oh this guy is just affected by his anesthesia and I was trying to explain to him no that's not happening here I am. I can't breathe, and I actually couldn't breathe, and I had to tell my wife to tell them that I couldn't breathe. That's how bad it was. I couldn't even speak. Then the second time happened, I think a few years later. I'm not really good about the time frame, but I did have it the second time, 
although the second time wasn't as bad as the first. The first was extremely bad. So, um, and of course, the symptoms are shortness of breath, chest pain, and excessive cough. Um, you could have blood in your sputum, which is something that uh, has to be identified. The other issues or symptoms could be leg pain or swelling for one of your legs or your calves. You could have discolored skin. You could have a rapid or irregular heartbeat, lightheadedness, dizziness. Uh, other parts of your body uh, and your legs are swollen, uh, swollen. Now, the causes, again, of embolism is when the clump of material of blood becomes wedged into the artery of your lungs, and then these blood clots start to go into the deep veins, and they start to cut it off or constrict it. And then that's what causes also deep veins are both in your leg. So it starts to do that and constrict that, that part of your body. So it's very, very serious. So uh, I hope that all of you have really gotten an understanding about all these different conditions. Uh, of course, there's several other pulmonary diseases out there, um, but I just try to pick three of the most uh, serious and, or at least ones that are common to most people. Um, hopefully my story about pulmonary embolism makes you understand that it has to be not taken lightly. It must be taken seriously. Uh, and if anybody that you know has like a shortness of breath, you know, be very careful not to take it lightly and take it for granted because in my situation, I had a pain in my right leg and uh, it ended up being a blood clot. And had I not gone to the hospital on that day, the doctors told me I probably would have been dead the next day or even that day. So something like that, if you have a tremendous amount of pain you've never felt before, you really need to get it checked out uh, immediately. If it's a, an excruciation, like mine was a pain that was over 10 on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the, the most, it felt more than 10. It just felt like my whole leg was being squeezed. And a little pain is one thing, but an excruciating pain, that's, that's telling you something that may not be what you think it is. It's not just an ache a strong ache or something, unless you banged it and you know that you did something like that. But if you have no idea where this pain is coming from and why it happens, you have to look at that and say, wow, maybe I should just go to the hospital and check this out. So it really doesn't hurt to go to the hospital and get it checked out. You have a peace of mind, if anything. So that's really what I did, and I'm glad I did. At first, I wasn't going to go. And, uh, and the great thing is my wife encouraged me to go, and I listened to her. So uh, I wouldn't have been here, so I definitely am blessed to have a wonderful wife like that. So I really hope that everybody has taken uh, either notes or at least has uh, heard this pretty uh, clearly and understands the nature of these diseases and how important they are. Uh, just like we talked about in the previous episodes, we talked about heart disease, which is something else that I have. So these are all factors that you need to keep in mind. There's all kinds of different diseases out there and all different types of health conditions. And you want to make sure that you keep yourself uh, active as well as talking to your doctor on a regular basis. It's really important. All right, folks, it's been, uh, it's been a great night to uh, speak with you. Like I said, next week we, uh, we will be airing on 1130 in the morning, and we're going to be talking about on my 10th episode, we're talking about bullying. Uh, I'll tell you a story about that as well of what I went through to, and what I did to do something about that. And if you have been bullied before, I would love to hear you on this program. And the phone number is 
416-418-5979. That's again, 516-418-5979. So I'd love to hear from you or even comment on Getting Healthy Today on Facebook and let me know what you have ever experienced as a child or an adult. Have you ever been bullied in some way? Maybe you've been bullied by your boss. We'll talk about that. And what can we do when that happens? What are some of the strategies that you could do about bullying? It's a shame that when I was a kid, they didn't have that no bullying policy like they do now. I was telling my daughter the other day that it's a shame that they have that now and I didn't, they didn't have it when I was a kid because I was bullied at third grade. I was age nine and uh, then went into martial arts, and I'll tell you that story uh, next week. All right, folks, so we'd love to hear from you next week. If you'd like to listen to the broadcast, one through eight, and especially nine today. You can check them out on iTunes at Getting Healthy Today, Impacting people li- People's Lives, and you can see one episode one through nine, and today's episode will also be there. So if you want to consider a replay, you can do so at iTunes, and that is free, of course. So like I said, if you have any questions or you'd like to get in touch with me and know more about what I do, feel free to uh, also email me at bruiz at Comcast. So, everybody, enjoy your evening. I hope you have a wonderful and healthy weekend. Take care. We'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.